Hi everyone, um, this is the Security HQ Underground Podcast. Today's the 20th of December. Um, my name's Aaron, I'm the Regional Director for Middle East Africa and I'm actually joined today for his debut appearance by um, Fraz, CEO of Security HQ. So welcome Fraz. Thank you very much, yeah. debut performance. Debut, debut performance, joining us from New York today as well, right? I am. Yeah, fantastic. So Fraz has been with us um, all this week in, in our Dubai SOC. Um, so Fraz, obviously look, it's always brilliant to have you here. Mm-hmm. Um, before we maybe dive in a little bit to what we're going to be discussing, um, do you want to maybe just open up a little bit and tell us obviously what you've been what you've been here for? Obviously coming towards the end of Q4, um, just let listeners know what it is you're doing. Obviously traveling around, obviously all the different security HQ offices. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's great to be here back home, as I would say. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I did 17 years here in Dubai, but obviously now living in New York. Uh, it's the end of the year. It's Q4. I like to go around all the offices all the regions, not only just to see the team and, you know, wish them the best and obviously finish off as a business. Um, the end of the year is our end of year financially mm-hmm. as well. So we have to oversee that, close off any accounts and, and also gain a bunch more customers and talk to them. But more importantly is taking the opportunity to talk to customers. Yeah. Because with the festive period coming on, people always reflect on there at the end of the year as in where are we, what are we doing, what are we planning for next year, uh, what what would I like my cybersecurity team to work on for next year, I have this person leaving, I have this new person coming in, you know, it's a dynamic environment, yeah, cyber, yeah, right? yeah. It? it always is, yeah. so it's a wonderful time to chat to CISOs, see where they're at, listen to some gripes, nah. but more, I mean, as always, just more positivity which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And it's no different whether New York, Johannesburg, Australia, here in Dubai, it's yeah. fantastic, absolutely fantastic. No, no, and we, we've, we've, you know, the, the, you mentioned around, you know, going to see the customers and things, it's been, it's been brilliant because we've had a busy week. Um, yeah. We've been busy week, we've been out and about saying obviously like, you know, happy holidays and happy new year to all the customers we've got here. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's, we've been getting great feedback um, and, and, you know, some really good kind of, um, you know, kind of innovation strategies for next year as well. So what's kind of, I guess, been for you, especially in this region, because obviously every region has its own, um, you know, kind of feedback mechanisms and ideas. From your perspective, maybe you can give us maybe a bit more of a global wrap up, if you like, rather than just what you've had here. What's been the most consistent theme you're hearing from what customers are looking for or maybe what they've been after in general? I think, I think it's very easy, you know, as cybersecurity experts, as security HQ, obviously, you know, this is what we do. This is yeah. how we apply our trade. But it's not always what a CISO wants, believe it or not. <laughs> so when you're chatting to CISOs or leaders of your clients that are fundamentally there to protect their network and protect their assets, their IP or whatever they're trying to protect, they actually quite look at things quite differently. And I think this, this year specifically, there's been a huge emphasis on looking for consistency and simplicity mm. because what we deal in is pretty complex right especially when you're dealing with an incident like you yeah, do yeah. sometimes or, or whatever it is it, you know it's a complex environment we're working in but the CISOs and the customers are always looking for more simplicity what does that mean explain to me the risk explain to me why and they're looking for that consistency of the message all the time I think they get very frustrated with providers out there who one week are saying one thing the next week saying something else and I think I heard the term actually only today. It's 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 increment changes is what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constant increment changes. They want to see the consistency of the change, 
but not massive change. They don't like massive change. They want to see consistency because like going to the gym, everyone should go to the gym. We all know that. I'm not saying I go to the gym, but they go, everybody should go to the gym, but you should be going three or four times a week if you can. That is the best way of doing it. It's no different if you're running a network, mm. getting that consistency. I would say I, I heard a lot of that this year. Okay. So I think, because uh, like increment changes on the surface might not seem a lot, but compounded over the course of the year, Massive. those increments actually actually result in, in, in big differences, right? And I think that's one of the key things that we have a lot of, especially in this region. We're not looking for big bang results. We're looking for to growing maturity, in improving posture, and you can't do those big bang changes overnight. It takes time. Um, so yeah, incrementing is is one I would definitely say that we've had a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of feedback on. Mm-hmm. And I think around the simplicity, that is born out of because a lot of I think historically incidents have been very kind of low level, right? A lot of verbose kind of log data has, has been there. I think what we've been able to do quite well, to be honest, like really well, is is make it extremely simple give those simple recommendations, mitigations, and the analysis in almost bite-sized content yeah. that even a CISO can grab hold of it um, and say, okay, I know exactly what my team need to do, right? Yeah, so it's been, um, it's been really interesting um, on that side. I think, you know, look, from, from, from my perspective as well, what is it you would say that, you know, we're going to be focusing on maybe? Um, oh, it's, it's, you know, again, that's actually a really easy answer for us. We're going to be launching in the first quarter a new revamped security HQ response, SHQ response is what it's called. And that's going to be our, our platform going forward. We have seen it. We're launching it with existing customers. They're starting to see it and get a flavor and the feedback's been incredible. Um, and we think it's going to be a game changer. Yeah, agreed. So I hope so. I certainly hope so. But again, that goes back to the increment change, the visualization yeah, yeah. of taking a highly complex incident or a highly complex, you know, you know when you see an alarm, right? Mm. There's no point looking at one alarm. You've got to look at the chain of them. Yeah. The whole context of it to actually understand, well, hold on, what's going on here? Again, visualizing that with SHQ response, then putting a risk score against it that's measured against NIST, then adding a MITRE attack framework on the incident playbook. I don't want to give away too much, <laughs> but you can see where this is going. And this yeah. is going to be a major change that's going to separate security HQ even further from is competitors, so on that side it's good business, but actually it's just about making customers, our clients, feel they're protected, knowing they're protected, knowing that we're listening to them and, and seeing us making those increment changes. I want to touch on that though again. One thing I'm glad to say, which we used to battle with a few years ago, customers looking for that magic bullet. Mm. They know it's not there. Yeah, the silver bullet doesn't exist, everyone. It's still <laughs> it, does, it doesn't exist. You know, it's like trying to find a mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, uh, it would be quite terrifying if you did. But um, it, it's not that. It, it, it's multiple different changes, consistency of change, but consistency of change also, I should also say, in different areas, not just in one area. Mm. Whether it's your vulnerability management, whether it's your testing capability, whether it's your MDR or your SOC services, your incident response, your quality of your team even, your quality of your compliance and governance. It's actually, you've got to move all of them a little bit all the time. Yeah. That is, that is, that's what CISOs are telling me. That is what, you know, when I speak to CISOs, they're telling me, and it's not what vendors push, like, um, oh, generative AI. They throw that at you. 
right? We get thrown out all the time. Oh, yeah, yes. Generative AI, it's going to change everything. How's it going to change? I have no idea. Yeah. Is this but we know. That? <laughs> but we know, exactly. Um, the answer is, actually, on that one, I personally think it's just another tool. Yeah. It'll make things a lot simpler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and since I'm going on about that, I'm looking forward, I predict soon, the perpetrators will start using it because well, yeah, we already know they are. How, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of that already? Yeah, I think we've we've obviously you know it's been a busy year in regards to ChatGPT and OpenAI and everything, and there was a lot of you know focus on how that can be used to craft specific things like code snippets or phishing emails or whatever else. Yeah. Um, and we know that it is being used in active campaigns mm-hmm. um, to ultimately. Sp- streamline or enhance the efficiency of an attack in general so it, it unfortunately it will be part and parcel of um a toolkit uh, for an adversary just like we would introduce it into our armory to help speed response or to enrich instant data right we, we we would look to use that type of um technology to aid our defense and our speed response just like an adversary would use it to to aid their um you know, their efficiency in attacks really and, and, and to do things that maybe they wouldn't have the skill to craft by themselves. Yeah. It's just part and parcel of it. Um, and I think maybe one of the most interesting points, you know, just as we wrap up maybe this episode um, that's come out this week when we talk about adversaries and everything else and I'll just kind of throw this in towards the end has been, um, obviously as, as, as you know, because we talk about ransomware a lot mm-hmm. internally with customers and obviously we do global threat, you know, forecast webinars and everything else. Um, we've spoken a lot especially you and I had done the Global Threat Forecast webinar 2022 last year. Um, That's on our website if you want to go and check that out. Um, And we'll we'll be doing another one on the 18th of January 2024. Um, But one of the most prolific ransomware as a service groups, um, a group known as uh, Black Cat or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Alvi. Just yesterday, in fact, um, FBI released an unsealed warrant um, basically naming a disruption campaign against this ransomware service group. Um, they have publicly disclosed, it's the FBI I'm talking about, um, that they have obtained um, via a confidential source 900 uh, public private key pairs um, from one of the data centers that you know Black Cat or Alfie use. And that has basically resulted in the FBI um, being able to notify, I think up to 400 victims mm-hmm. um, that basically that the FBI have now um, created a decryption tool for them um, and it was like somewhere in the region of about I think it was like 68 million dollars worth of ransomware payments that now Alpha V slash Black Cat aren't going to get because FBI have now created this description tool with the information they've received um, so that's been really interesting um, I think it was yeah it was, it, was a, it was a crazy amount I think one of the interesting thing is I mean I know from from engineer side we find that fascinating yeah right? we really These do groups, yeah. We yeah. Gave, you know we love tracking these groups and though they do a lot of damage right? yeah yeah you know let's never forget that but we like to understand our adversaries and yeah. you know see their mythology but the good news is is to see law enforcement really coming down these guys. starting yeah starting to make traction great right? because for years nothing happened to these guys yeah nothing they just got away with absolute murder yeah um so that's good in that sense it's, yeah. it's, it's good press to yeah. come and see it it really is but then you get reminded from the mgm thing right? yeah yeah where the most simplest thing somebody calls up through a linkedin profile spoofed it pretended yeah and somebody ever helped us gave the password yeah. 
I know. I mean, so it's, it's, it's a classic yeah. thing, right? It's a classic thing like you have the most sophisticated, you know, whatever it is, ransomware being deployed, and then it's always the simplicity that gets you on that. Yeah, always. Always gets you yeah. the simplicity. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, ransomware is a service, go research that subject. If you go research that, you'll get a mind bend on where we are on the side. Honestly, of the and, and, and we've, we've done a lot of content on it um, yeah. in, in various blogs or webinars, whatever else, and white papers. I think the most fascinating point about this is that they are, you know, Black Cat are the second biggest, yeah. or the, the second most prolific ransomware group to have existed, really. Ransomware is a service group to exist. Yeah. Hundreds of millions in ransomware payments they've claimed. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they bounce back from that. But we know they will. We know they will because they've got way too many resources yeah. not to. Yeah. Um, they haven't been arrested. It's purely a disruption campaign from the FBI. Um, and we will definitely cover more on this topic. And we'll talk about Lockbit um, and various other ransomware service groups like we always do year after year um, you know, on, on that webinar on the 18th of Jan. Um, but that's yeah, that's what we've been focusing on this week with you know most of our intelligence team, which we have globally, um, and we've kind of been watching that unravel. So I think we can end it there um, and really choose this opportunity to say you know Merry Christmas. I know I know you're you're going to be thank flying you. off um, and, and enjoying the holidays. Um, likewise, I will as well. So thank you very much to our you know listeners for for tuning again to this episode of Security HQ Underground. Um, you know, please keep uh, you know enjoying the episodes as, as, as they come out. We will be doing, like I mentioned, the Global Threat Forecast webinar on the 18th of January. Uh, we'll do a full wrap up of the year, and also what, we, what we're forecasting, you know, from a threat perspective in 2024. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for us, and uh, can't wait to have you back on the next one. And it will be your second, your second, your second episode. So looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you.